Hello again, uh, this is Io, and we're back with another episode of Lost in Thought. Um, Mike's with me here, and today we're going to be doing a special uh, guest on the podcast again, so hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, I'll have Mike kind of introduce the series we're trying to go on into. Awesome. So uh, this is going to be the third episode now of our success series, um, where we interview with people kind of in the community, and we talk about success and the different aspects of success. I guess the whole idea is... Hopefully over time, if we do enough of these, we can do some sort of like pattern matching or something like that and see if there's some typical attributes that successful people share or something like that um, to provide a little more context to you, I guess. Um, we've interviewed two other people in the community so far, so thanks for taking the time to be our third. Yeah, you bet. Um, and yeah, so. yeah. So without uh, further ado, I'd like to introduce Frank Spath. Uh, he's someone that I... Knew in the past, he was actually a coach of mine when I was still in high school at JM. And then I kind of just kept in touch with him. And then he actually started a team here in Rochester, a semi-pro team called Med City. And I got the honor to be on that team and just work with him as he made it. So thanks, Frank, for being on the team. Hey, uh, you bet, I am. Uh, being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the team. And the team. I, we're all on the same team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess to start, we just want to hear a little bit about you, what you do. Uh, your day-to-day things like that I've got a lot of different things that I've got going on we were just talking about before we got started here so um, I do a number of things Uh, yeah I'm the GM and one of the co-owners of Med City FC uh, which like Io said uh, he's played for uh, for us all three years we've been around right so um, looking forward to season four (laughs) we're starting to get things up and running with that so which I think that in itself is um, is a pretty big deal because you know I, I think teams like this minor league type teams of this kind don't tend to last very long mm-hmm. a lot of times and I think especially I think the history of these kind of teams here in Rochester other than a few exceptions you know your honkers and your ice hawks and yep. a lot of teams like this whether it's been soccer or basketball or whatever have mm-hmm. kind of come and gone in the past yep. so I think um I think for us being able to be looking forward to a season four is a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So right now we're just working on trying to uh, get our sponsors back for year four and, mm-hmm. and find some new ones. And then, uh, like we were saying, we're going to be um, talking to the players and finding out who wants to come back and then deciding what kind of holes we need to fill yeah. based on that. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I do that. Um, I mean, we were just talking about I'm still coaching. I uh, coached. Uh, yeah, I coached. Uh, you were, I think, what between your what freshman and junior years, maybe that I at JM that I was were, over there. Were you the J- you were the JV coach? Yeah, right? I was a JV coach. Yeah, I there, think I so. never played. Like I never. Was no, you JV. did, and I was just thinking about that as a ninth grader. I yeah. wanted you on the team. Yeah. You and I'm trying to think. There was one other guy that was a C squad player. I, say, I think it was Bilal. Maybe believe, it was. Maybe it was Bilal so. yeah. and. And I kept I kept lobbying to get you guys on the JV yeah. team, and they just wouldn't wouldn't pull you guys yeah. up. And so yeah, and then I think by your sophomore year, you just jumped right to varsity. Yeah. So I didn't get to work with you as no. directly as uh, as I would like. Liked, my assistant when I was playing varsity. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so I'm still I like I'm still coaching. Um, we yeah. were just talking about it. I'm mm-hmm. coaching over at uh, Riverland Community College over in Austin, and yeah. uh, we were just talking about the the season we had and uh, started August 19th with only eight players. And ended up, you know, playing in the regional final, October nineteenth. So, uh, pretty cool story there. Um, I didn't get hired on there until late May, 
And so, you know, I mean, by then it's really too late to do a lot of recruiting. Exactly. You know, I mean, you're already recruiting as a coach at the college yeah. level. You're typically recruiting at least two years down the road, yeah. sometimes, you know, even farther. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't have a chance to do any real recruiting. Uh, nobody had been like looking after things since the last coach had left in November. That's and awesome. so there was really like this literally like, I don't know what, five, six month gap. Mm -hmm. So... I come in and I'm reaching out to the players that had been on the team the year before, but a lot of them, because there was so much uncertainty, they had decided to transfer or they weren't coming back to school or whatever the case may be. And so, yeah, I literally showed up August 19th and I had eight players and yeah. I had a handful of other guys that were a couple of guys that had to finish working for the summer mm -hmm. before they could get started. Okay. A couple of guys that got brought in by some of the guys that were already on the team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eventually we ended up with 18 guys and uh, had a great season, you know, won, won 10 games. And that was the most they'd ever won. Yeah. Uh, most most overall wins, most conference wins, uh, made it to that regional final. I, I was telling you guys, you know, we, we were ahead in the 88th minute and yeah. gave up the tying goal and then, and then lose with two minutes left in double overtime right before PKs. And so it was, you know, that was kind of heartbreaking. But, you know... At the same time, it's like when you think about where we'd been two months before, you know, being able to to go from like not even having enough to field yeah. a team to you know to winning ten games at you know ten and four, yeah. you know, and and getting that far for you know only the second time in program history they'd made the regional final, yeah, and really and the last time they had been there, I think they had lost like six or seven nothing. So, Jeez. you know, I mean. It, and yet there was still that like that bittersweet of, yeah, this was great. But mm -hmm. to be that, you know, that close, right, yeah. to, to getting to the next game, yeah. to going even farther, the, you know, where they'd never been before, you know, that was like, <sighs> just left that like, yeah. you know, because we were there. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and we had played the team, you know, we had played that team two other times during the season, you know. And so the first, it was, the first one was that first game of the year mm -hmm. that it was the first time I had 11 guys all playing together. Go in the same direction on the field, and we, um, you know, we played close for half an hour, for an hour or so. But then that last half hour, we ran out of gas and lost pretty big. But then, literally, I think it was like two, two and a half weeks later, we go there, and we beat them in double overtime. And it was their first conference loss in I, I want to say it was like three years. They hadn't lost a conference game in three years, and so just the strides we were able to make in a couple of weeks, and then add another few weeks, and yeah. you know, it was pretty. It was a pretty good ride, so um, looking forward to next season with that. But uh, but then I also I work for Rochester Public Schools. I work um, I work as a paraprofessional um, this time of the year uh, just to kind of make some extra money so we can yeah. keep keep Med City FC running. Really, yeah. you know, it's like because yeah. it's you know I mean we're we're doing okay, but you know it's it's not one of those things where it's in a, a position right now where I can just stop doing everything else. Yeah, and, yeah. You know that yeah. that that kind of money is not coming in and yeah. you know hopefully we're getting close but you know I mean I think I, I again I feel like that's one of those things where the fact that we've been able to break even you know the first three years because you know they talk about any any business you start yeah. you know if you know it's going to be three to five years before you make money and then I think about how seasonal what we do is mm -hmm. I mean there's really only about a you know 10 to 12 week period to make to make any money, yeah. you know? And so I think I think the fact that we're still around and that we're not, you know, hemorrhaging money yeah, at this true. point is, you yeah. know, I feel pretty good about where we're at. I mm -hmm. just, you know, I, 
I'm hopeful we can keep yeah. keep going in the right direction and, and keep things going. Can you speak maybe a little bit more as to what you do, uh, or more specifically as what you do for Med City as a GM? Um, yeah, what, do, what don't I do, <laughs> yeah. really? I mean, seriously, it's like so... You know, I, I work with another guy uh, on the sponsorship side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do most of the marketing and advertising side, mm-hmm. the game day operations. Uh, my wife and I basically do all the, you know, host families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my family is a really big part of it. You know, I mean, Jen and, and, and the kids are, they're all in. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I mean, my daughter, the last three years, she's 16, but the last three years, I mean, she's helped out with tickets and she's helped out. I mean, everywhere pre-game um you know social media we had an intern this year that did a really good job but i do a lot of the off-season you know facebook instagram yeah. you know that stuff um merchandise uh, literally every i mean yeah. hanging yeah. up banners and taking them down before and after the game yeah. uh there were a number of times this year where i was the pa announcer and did the radio or the t you know the live stream play-by-play it wow. just kind of you know i mean yeah. the reality is we've got you know, we've got probably, oh, eight people that really do a lion's share of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my wife and I and, you know, and a handful of other people that have different, just take different bits and pieces. But, you know, it's really, you know, that's really who, who runs kind of the front office side. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then the coaching side, yep. you know, we've got a great group of coaches that, that handle that piece, but mm-hmm. really there's not a lot of us doing, doing this. And it's so it's, yeah, I mean, so when you ask what I do, I mean, it's really, you got to do everything. Yeah. And, well, and that's, it's, it's, I mean, it's just the reality yeah. of it, you know, yeah. that to make it work, especially when you don't have a lot of extra money to pay people to do it, yeah. you know, everybody that's, that's doing what they're doing is, has done it for three years just because, they love what we're doing, you know. It's I, I, and that's the thing where you know, I'd love to get to the point where, even if it's a little bit, where mm-hmm. I could be, you know, be paying some of these people that are putting in so much time and giving so much energy to, to this project, yeah. and you know, so hopefully we get to that point soon, and you know, can kind of reward the people that have been so loyal and and worked so hard, you know, whether it's you know we've got one guy that, that, uh, well does everything from all our registrations. You know, we have to register players through USSF and we have mm-hmm. to register players through the league. And there's a lot of, that's a pretty long involved process. Yeah. And so the first year I just said, hey, I think you'd be great at this. Can you do it? And he's, you know, he's taken that on and never looked back. And, you know, and, he, and, and yet he's the same guy that when we've had to take vans to games, you know, mm-hmm. he's the other driver. I mean, yeah. so we drove down to Omaha, Nebraska, right? I mean, I and Dubuque, I, I don't know. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. those trips were long. <laughs> I mean, like, I think was it that Omaha trip, the Omaha trip this year, right? We we didn't get back into town till close to four in the morning. We had left at like, what, 10, 11 in the morning on Saturday, yeah, was, drove to Omaha, warmed up, played the game, ate, Got back in the vans, drove back, dropped them off. Then, then we dropped the vans off, and then um, one of the guys that was staying at our house, one of the the players that we were hosting, um, mm-hmm. Sal, yep. he had to leave. His his plane left, or he had to be at the airport at like five thirty in the morning. So we drop everything <laughs> off, right? Drop the vans off, get there. No no sense going to sleep at that point. Yeah. So hung out for like a half an hour, and then we got back in the car, drove to the Rochester airport, dropped him off. I think I got back to sleep at like I think I got to sleep at six thirty in the morning on Sunday. Oh so yeah, I mean, but it's just I mean, those are the kind of things you got to do. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, and it's, those are the things that I think, you know, we talked a little bit right before we got started, right? I think, you know, that whole idea of success and a lot of times people only see the, the end result, yeah. right? But they don't see everything, you know, yeah. all the hard work and all of the, the grunt work, right? Mm-hmm. That, that takes place for you to try to get there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, for the most part, unless you're, you know, unless you come from lots of money, you're a Paris Hilton, right? I mean, people like that, that a lot of their success is simply, well, hey, they had a lot of money to begin with. When you got a lot of money to begin with, yeah. this is makes so- things a lot easier, right? I mean, yeah. versus, you know, like our team, for instance, right? It's a case of we can only run on the money that we bring in. Yeah. So, you know, that's why stuff like sponsorships are so important. You know, that's why even charging the, you know, we, we charge a small player fee. But even that, you know, it's, it's not a lot. But 24 times, 26 times, it really helps. Mm-hmm. You know, it adds up to, you know, a few thousand dollars that, that really helps us run, run the team. It helps us keep going. So, um, so, yeah, I think that's, I think in terms of, you know, the success piece, I think, yeah, it's, it's all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, all the stuff that nobody ever necessarily sees or yeah. even pays attention to. But I think those are the things that, that really, I mean, that's what creates that success. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my mind, it's, there's really, there's not any other way to do it. I want to get into you know? so This is something me and Mike have, have talked about a little bit. Like, do you think you're going to remember at the end of the day, are you going to remember that end point? Or are you going to remember all the things that happened, all those failures, all those things in the middle before you get to the end? What are you going to remember most? That's a good question. And I, um, you know, right, because they always, there's that old saying, what it's it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, so, and yeah. I think for me, I mean, in some respects, yeah, but, but I feel like, I feel like there's times where I'm so focused on the destination mm-hmm. And then when I get there, I'm already thinking about the next destination a lot of times, you know, whether that's like, you know, like with Med City this year, right? We made the playoffs for the first time. And that was great. That was a good, it was a good destination, but I really would have liked to have made the next day, you know, gone up there and beat Minneapolis City to the playoff and got to go to Detroit and play in the, you know, play at the next level or, you know, or with, with Riverland this fall, right? I, you know, looking back now, right, what we did was pretty, pretty amazing where we started, where we got to in, in two months. But to know that we were two minutes from going even that much farther, yeah. that's like, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think looking back, yeah, certainly there's, there's parts of the journey and, and you learn a lot from, you know, you learn a lot from your failures. You yeah. learn a lot from, and even if it's not failures, I think you learn a lot from your past experiences mm-hmm. and you try to figure out, well, whether it was directly or indirectly affecting you, well, you know, for better or worse, what, you know, what worked there, what didn't work yeah. there, what, you know, what do I want to emulate in this situation from, from the past and what do I want to mm-hmm. figure out how to fix or, or do better or do more of or whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. I think that's... So, yeah, I mean, I think, but I think it's the overall journey. It's not necessarily the, the journey, you know, the Med City FC journey, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about things I did in the past that whether it was, you know, there was the PDL team that was here, you know, 10 years ago and having been involved kind of less directly, but, you know, being pretty involved with that. Mm-hmm. And, 
and knowing, you know, these are some things that worked and these are some things that yeah. I would do different, you know, or, you know, even farther back, um, you know, there was a, a pro volleyball team here in, in Rochester, probably what, 17, 18 years ago now that I was the assistant GM for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even seeing there, I mean, learning some things there about what works and, and again, what doesn't and, you know, and where your passion for something like that needs to lie. You know, that was a situation of basically it was a guy out of Chicago. Uh, his daughter was playing volleyball at the University of Wisconsin. He started this pro league with mm-hmm. four teams. You know, the reality is I think he did it kind of selfishly. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think you've got to think for something like that to work, you got to think bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's your end goal needs to be yeah. greater than you know, than just you or just just benefiting yourself. So what was your vision for Med City, creating Med City as a whole? Or well, like why did you want to create the team? So that's a good question. I it kind of came out of the blue, honestly, in some respects. Um, you know, there was a guy here in town, a friend of mine here in town, and then a friend of mine that I didn't even know he was involved until I went to meet with this guy in town. And a friend of mine, um, actually, uh, Greg Salieris, who runs the team over in lacrosse, okay. um, he and I played soccer in college together. Okay. Um, and so I showed up, you know, about this time, I, I want to say it was maybe a couple weeks later in like 20, what, 16. Okay. And they said, hey, we got this idea. We want to, want to run it by you. And so... We sat down for lunch and they were talking about the team here and what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and you know and how they thought I'd be a good person for it because you know I'd worked with the Youth Soccer Association. I knew a lot of soccer people in town. Mm-hmm. They thought, well, maybe it'd be, you know, maybe it'd be something that I could be the point person on. And I said, Well, you know, I'll think about it. At the time they weren't part of the NPSL. They were talking about doing their own kind of independent league. And there were going to be like five teams and, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, I love the idea, but I just didn't think there was enough to it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like, I kind of stalled him, I guess, a little bit as far as like an answer mm-hmm. for whether I was interested in it. And then yeah. a couple weeks later, they got back in touch with me and they said, well, hey, what are you thinking? Because, you know, we've got this great opportunity now with the NPSL, National mm-hmm. Premier Soccer League. Yeah. Um, to, to join this national league that's got, you know, a, a pretty good standing mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. And, you know, and so then I'm like, you know, and they were talking about other teams. So suddenly we'd have like a seven or eight team um, conference. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah. So, you know, so it kind of just, it wasn't something that I necessarily actively was pursuing, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it came to me and some pieces just kind of fell together. Yep. And it was like, well, why not? You know, I mean, it's it's something I'd kind of, I mean, I always thought, well, it'd be great to do it. Yeah. And, you know, having done a little bit of that in some aspects before, I thought, well, let's see if we can't do it again yeah. and, and make it, you know, make it better than yeah. some of the previous stuff I was involved with. And so that's really kind of how we got started. And I mean, and that whole first year was really like, I mean, so basically it was kind of the, the week after Thanksgiving maybe two weeks after Thanksgiving that, you know, we said, okay, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. The week before Christmas, the league announced us as a new team. Um, but I didn't find out till a few days beforehand. So, you know, they're telling me, okay, we're going to announce this. You need 
I needed a logo. I needed a website. I needed all of this stuff, right? In like literally 48 hours. So mm-hmm. I'm reaching out to friends. I'm like, hey, can you help me out? I, I don't know if I can give you anything for this, but here's what I got going on. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, fortunately, I reached out to the right people. And uh, so because of that, we were, you know, we were able to get some things in place really fast. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, so then we went from that to, you know, hiring Luke Corey as our first coach. Um, literally January. Yeah. First tryout was in February. You know, final tryouts were March. And we had a team, you know, we had guys showing up here first week of May. So, I mean, we literally put everything together in like five months. And, you know, and had a really successful first season. We were leading the conference until probably the last like three or four games of the year. And we got to a point we needed, I think, we needed like three or four points to win the conference or to make the playoffs. And we ended up going, we ended up going like 0-2-2 the last four games of the season. And, you know, I'm missing the playoffs by, like, you know, one point. Yeah. And then, you know, and that was, like – but then, you know, it's, it, like, it leaves that taste in your mouth. Okay, now yeah. we got to come back and do this again just to, to get there. And then, yeah. you know, and then second year – second year we had – it was a little bit more of a struggle, I think, um, in a lot of respects. You know, I think that, um, you know, we, we invited some players back and they brought some friends. And, and honestly, I felt like – I felt like that second year we weren't as much of a complete team. You know, there were a handful of guys here that 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 were really close and a handful of guys here and you know, and I think that I mean honestly I think that held us back from being better than than we could have been, I you know. Yeah, and you know, I mean you were there, yeah, right? I, I mean I, I think I, I feel like you probably agree with that yeah. that there it just seemed like we weren't as Cohesive, you know, and we had a new coach, you know, we had Neil, Neil come on, had come on and yep. he had to miss some time early on because he had some commitments for his college team that he had to take care of. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it just, it, we didn't get the start that second season, you know, before games started, we didn't get the start that I think we would have liked to have had. Mm-hmm. And so um, we still had a really, I mean, we had a good season. I think we went, what, six, four and four, maybe we finished third or fourth yeah. out of the eight teams. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't. I think we had the talent to do exactly that. right. You're right. I mean, I think if if we had been able to to really bring everybody together um, a little bit more, I mm-hmm. think you know we definitely had the talent that year. Yeah. You know, we had some really we had some really good individual players. Maybe I, I mean, you know, I think maybe individually, I think maybe that we could have had the best individual talent maybe that second year. Yeah. You know, with some of the guys that we had that that were important players for us, but. You know, but then last year we came back and had a great season. Um, I think probably the most unified team that we've had. I'd say so. You know, I think just in terms of, I think people underestimate that. You know, I mean, I think especially you see a team and they're out on the field and they're playing, but the reality is there's so much. Again, right? It's all that stuff that people don't really see that are happening or not happening behind the scenes that can lead to success or failure. You know, and I think so much of that is, you got to get guys on the same page. You got to get guys that are all wanting the same thing yeah. and wanting to work for each other, yeah. play for each other. I mean, and that's it's tough to do whether right, it is frame. tough to do in a short time yeah. frame, you know. But I think, I mean, that can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if everybody is on the same page and willing to work for each other instead of just themselves, I mean, I think your opportunities for success just, I mean, it's yeah. exponential it's what you can achieve when everybody's together. You know, towards a common goal. Exactly, exactly, right, and not pulled off in their own little, yeah, little groups or their yeah. own little things they want to accomplish yeah. by themselves. So, 
So to kind of play off that, how would you define success yourself, and how has that definition changed from like since when you were a kid till now? Yeah. So actually, can you even rewind and maybe just take us up to how you got to this point? Or like your journey backstory. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like dreams as a kid and like sure. what you wanted to do growing up and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um. So as a kid, my family when I was young, my family moved around a lot. So, um, you know, I was born in Kansas, uh, but by the time I was 10, I lived in Kansas and Oklahoma and Utah, Colorado. Mm. Um, and then actually my family was, um, my dad was getting transferred again uh, down to Dallas. Mm. Um, I'd actually been flying back and forth. Like we'd drop him off at the airport Monday morning. We'd go pick him up Friday night. He'd be home for the weekend. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so one fall weekend we went, uh, we were heading up to the mountains to um, we were living in Denver at the mm-hmm. time, heading up to the mountains for just to see the fall colors, mm-hmm. and got in a car accident, and my dad was killed, and mm-hmm. so suddenly life changed a lot, you know. I um, and you know I was ten at the time, my brother was six, mm-hmm. you know, and suddenly it's like we, you know, we're yeah. dealing with this this huge loss, mm-hmm. um, you know. Suddenly we're single mom, yeah. trying to figure out, you know, okay now. How are we going to navigate life as three when, you know, when that's not, you know, not where we thought we were going to be at this point. And so, you know, I think that was that for better and worse. Right. I think, you know, that that probably changed where my life was or could have been headed. Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up in Denver. You know, I I went to to middle school and to high school in Denver. Um, I. Soccer had been a big part of my life as a kid. I'd started playing when I was five or six, which back in those days, I mean, that wasn't, I mean, soccer was, nobody played soccer then, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is what, the 80s, and nobody played soccer. Yep. And, you know, early 80s, and, you know, I started playing, like I say, I was like five, six, and my dad was the coach, and mm-hmm. he had never played soccer, so he was learning <laughs> along with the rest of us, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think for, for people my age, I think that was a lot of, soccer at that time yeah. you know because none, none of our our parents like my gen, you know my generation's parents none of them played yeah. you know and so they didn't know anything about it and yeah. so like I say he was excited he liked it we he was learning along with us and you know and so he coached a number of my teams and then you know when he passed away you know I went a few years and I just didn't play mm-hmm. you know and then I got back into it for a few years and then drifted away in high school I you know I decided I was going to play football and so I played football for four years in mm-hmm. high school. I played football at Concordia, um, St. Paul. Okay. My freshman year, quickly realized, you know what? I'm not big enough to play college football, you know? Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I weighed probably 20 pounds less than I do now, you know? And, yeah, and I was having to tackle guys that weighed 75, 80, 85 pounds more than me, like, every day. And I'm like, yeah, this is not – it's not for me and so it's funny because then I, I hooked up after that fall season of my freshman year I hooked up with some of the soccer guys They're like oh we got an indoor team you should come play mm-hmm. so I went and you know I think my first indoor game I think I scored five or six goals in my first indoor game and they're like why are you not playing soccer and I'm like well I don't know so I, and I got along better with them I think that I did with the football guys yeah. and so I just kind of I switched and yeah. and played you know that first season I played we were not good I think we went 0 15 to one my first year playing. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, but that then by the time, yeah, exactly, right. Well, I think I mean, 
I want to say like the first year I was at JM, that varsity team. I mean, we won a like JV. We won yeah. a handful of games, but I think yeah. the varsity team didn't win a game. I think it was right? my freshman year. Yeah, and it was varsity won zero games, and then yeah. sophomore year we won five games, and then it went like eleven, and then I can't remember what we did our senior year, but we made it to state. Yeah, like exactly big, right. Like, yeah, that four-year yeah, swing, right? Crazy. Well, and it was similar to my college team, right? Because yeah. then by my by my last year playing, we had gotten a few more guys in. Um, Greg, the one I mentioned over, who runs the team over in lacrosse, the NPSL team. Yeah. He and I were the two forwards, and I think that year between the two of us, we had like, I don't, I want to say it was like thirty-one goals or twenty-nine goals and Jesus. twenty-one assists or something between yeah. the two of us, and yeah, and, and I think we ended up winning. 10 11 games that year and made it again all the way to like the district final or something yeah. you know somewhere that they hadn't been for a long time and you know which is like I say just interesting that i mean if you get the right people all doing the right things or the same you know the same i it yeah you can you can you can change i mean you can change your culture you know yeah. i mean you can change what's going on around you but so much of it is the right people yeah you know and i think um you know i think that was the case for us there so but at concordia i you know i played soccer but i majored in communications i minored in theater mm -hmm. um right out of school i worked for a magazine in saint paul called fate magazine yeah. which is you know i went to so concordia was you know a lutheran college mm -hmm. and you know i went to the lutheran school and i was actually Studying, I was I, I took the pre-seminary program. I was thinking about being a pastor for a while. Yeah, and and then my first job out of college, I'm working for a magazine that's about ghosts and UFOs and <laughs> psychic phenomena, all this stuff that's like, yeah. I mean, I was like totally the opposite of what I was in school for, and it's like I didn't really buy into any of the stuff, but it was interesting enough, and yep. it was a fun job, and the people I worked with were fun, and so I did that for about five years, and and then I decided I wanted to try to make some more money. You know, and so I found another job in the cities and hated it, made more money, but lasted about six months exactly. and then got a job down here working for a, another magazine down here, um, Exhibitor Magazine. It's like a business publication for trade show, okay. people that run trade shows for their companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I got a job down here and we moved down here um, and that was, gosh, that was 20 years ago. Um, and so... Yeah, so I did that for a few years, uh, and then the volleyball, you know, worked with the volleyball team. That opportunity came mm -hmm. around and jumped on that. That league only lasted for about a year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, and then moved to Idaho for three years. Oh, really? So, yeah, I was doing, um, I was working for the Idaho Museum of Natural History. Okay. Uh, it was on the campus of Idaho State University at, uh, in Pocatello, Idaho, and uh, lived there for three years. Um, and then my wife is from Winona, and she was homesick, and we said, let's come back. And mm -hmm. so we were looking kind of a wide area. You yeah. know, she's got, um, her sister lives in Fargo, so we were looking in the Fargo area. We, we knew the Twin Cities from living up there for, you know, five, six years. Mm -hmm. So looking there, um, looking here in Rochester, and that's when um, RYSA, Rochester Youth Soccer, was looking for a director. So I came and interviewed over Christmas, and I got the job, I think, in February, and I was here March 1st, April 1st, something like that. And so I did that for about four years and then uh, worked for Special Olympics Minnesota. After that for three years, oversaw everything, all their events and everything in Southern Minnesota. Okay. And uh, and then I went to work for the radio stations here in town. I worked for Town Square Media, you know, so KROC and mm -hmm. uh, 
and Quick and uh, Y105 and, yep. and all those stations um, doing all of their uh, website content and social media. And okay. uh, so I did that for about three years. And that's when, during that time is when I started Med City FC. Mm. And then, um, yeah, and I, at, at a certain point, it just seemed like I was realizing that I couldn't work full time and try to make Med City FC work. No. You know, I mean, it just, it was taking a lot of my time, but, but that's really where my passion was too. Mm, yeah. And so I think, you know, I think in hindsight, it was affecting the way I was doing the other job. Yeah. And so, um, so I want to say, was it, gosh, maybe it was that first season. Um, summer of that first season, they eliminated the position that I had. And so, um, so I guess a blessing in disguise because yeah. then I had that whole summer to really focus on the season that was happening and, you know, being able to try to make that as successful as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so since then it's been a case of, you know, part-time jobs here and there, coaching jobs and other yeah. stuff to kind of pay the bills yeah. while I'm trying to get that's the thing I really want to do yeah. up and running. And that's, yeah. you know, I think that's another one of those things too, right? That as far as success or what it takes, you know, I mean, the reality is it's a lot of sacrifice. I mean, to do, sometimes to do what you really want to do, especially if it's something that's not, that's not an easy thing or that's not a readily available uh, thing to achieve. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices, not just me, but my family too. You know, I mean, it's like every month we sit down and we're budgeting, you know, here's the bills. Mm -hmm you know, what are we going to do? And sometimes, well, what are we going to not do this month? Because, you know, maybe the money's just not there right this minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think, so I think, you know, that there can be a lot of sacrifice, I yeah. think, to to success. And, you know, I mean, and it's a gamble, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. because at the end of the day, I didn't know if, if this team was going to make it past the first year. Yeah. I can't say whether it's going to make it past the fourth year. Yeah. You know, I mean, I won't know that until after we've had another season and we look and say, well, how did it go? Where are we at? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and there's still that, always that degree of uncertainty, yeah. you know, and, and hopefully, you know, we get to the point where that's not the case anymore. Yeah. But at this point, especially now with just being three years in and, and into year four, it's still not to the point where you can say, oh yeah, we've got this, you know? And so I think, I think in terms of this team, I mean, I think we've had a lot of successes, but I think there's a lot more success to be attained, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and going back to the whole journey versus destination, you know, I don't think success is a destination. I mean, I think it's, it's multiple destinations, you know, over your lifetime, you know, however you define it, right? I mean, I've, I've had success in, in different areas mm-hmm. and that was great. And, and yet for me, it's like, well, but there's always other successes to reach for. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like, I don't know, I don't feel like there's that one thing that you do that you're like, okay, now I'm here. Now I've made it. Now yeah. I've done it, you know, cause I don't, first of all, I think you get there, if you get there and that was it. Then, right, A, you're like, well, then what else do I do with my life now? And B, I mean, that can get kind of boring, I think. You know, it's, don't get me wrong, if I was really financially successful and I had to figure out how to spend a lot of money, (laughs) I'd do what I could. But even then, right, you're still going to be like, I don't know, for me, it'd be like, well, how am I going to put this money to 
the best use, whether it's for me and my family, whether it's for the community at mm. large, whatever, what am I going to do? Yeah. What's my next success? Is it, you know, getting my family to this, this financial place? Is it getting some, some areas of the community, you know, helping to improve them in a measurable way? What mm. is that, you know, again, what does that next success look like? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so I think it is, you know, you're, I'm never satisfied. You know, I think that's, you know, it's like even like just in the past year, right? Soccer stuff, right? Like Med City FC, great. We made the playoffs, but we should have gotten farther, right? So oh, success, yeah. yes, but, right? The, the, the coaching this fall, right? We got to this regional final. We got within two minutes of the next step, but, right? There's always like, yeah. I don't know, I just... There's always that striving that I think is is still there. Yeah. Even even if you've reached certain pinnacles of success, I think there's still that that desire oh, yeah. for something more or for something else or just a little, yeah. you know, this, this just something a little we've bit. mentioned before, I guess, is like both the idea of like taking a leap and then also like satisfaction like you've said. It's kind of hard to to determine when you can be satisfied, I guess. Right, right. If there's always somewhere else you can go, how can you, you can, it's like, this is kind of the point of the podcast too, is like trying to define what success is because there's seemingly always like something else. There's different always di- the next Different level. directions yeah. you can go Sure, with, yeah. sure. So it's like the, ju- the journey versus the destination. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's, I mean, but I think sometimes too, it's the individual. I mean, right, you see people that, they're sat like the whole idea of satisfaction, yeah. right? They're satisfied with their lives. So then is that success, right? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. is it, right? Is yeah. it, if you can't be satisfied to some extent with your life at various points during it, yeah. what was the are you ever, I mean, yeah. you know, are you, are you ever going to achieve that success? Yeah. You know? And that's where I think, but I think too, sometimes it's like, sometimes in the moment you don't feel, you don't, you don't recognize Yep. that the the success or the accomplishment right but then it's after maybe you've had a chance to step back mm-hmm. you know and say okay maybe it wasn't quite there but what we did was i mean was pretty successful you know and so maybe maybe too maybe it's maybe there's a range mm-hmm. to that success yep. you know maybe it's not necessarily this one thing maybe it's i get kind of in this area mm-hmm. and you know anything above and beyond x is successful, mm-hmm. but how far does beyond that X yeah. stretch, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean how do that's... you even define that X in the first place? Well, it's right, right, make. exactly, right? You gotta yeah. define that, maybe but it's then it's... Some way, but maybe you define it some way and other people define it a different way for you, so it's like right, right. a whole range of For sure, yeah, yeah. From you and from the outside. Well, and even like, you know, I mean like, so going back to this fall with the, with the, the Riverland team, right? I mean, yeah, I was, I was satisfied. But, you know, other people around me with a different perspective of mm-hmm. what we had done, I mean, I think their, their thoughts on that, quote, success yeah. were probably higher than my own, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, when you mentioned to us, I guess before the podcast even started, it, it sounds like a movie. Like, well, starting, with, starting with like eight well, and it's, to make right, it right. Well, it's funny because I thought it would be a great, I mean, I, I thought about it would be a great book, yeah, yeah. you know? But then again, right, it's like, but, then, but it would have been an even better yeah. book if we'd won that last game and we'd gone a little farther and been able to, you know, the yeah. more we could have done, yeah. the more successful yet it could have been. So again, right? So we, 
I thought, okay, so for me, like for this season, right, reaching that regional final, okay, that was the X, mm-hmm. right? So from that standpoint, it was successful. Yeah. But when you look at how much more we could have potentially done That's beyond the, the X, right? Yeah. So I guess in that, in, in that, from that perspective, I had the X kind of figured out, but I knew that, you know, there was even more success that could have been had, yeah. you know, and Med City too, right? We made the playoffs this last year. Yeah. We got to that first round, but we know we could have beat. We know we could have won that game. We beat them. <laughs> exactly right. We yeah. know we could have won that game, and yeah. so there was, even though there was that level of success, and we we achieved some things we hadn't achieved before. I still felt, you know, like there was more. Yeah. There was more in our reach that we were this, you know, so close I think to that getting. Actually, that ultimately, and, kind of becomes a part of success. Is like how you're able to either I don't know if you want to call it deal with or like manage like regret versus expectations because as you I guess as your journey goes I guess towards towards your whatever however you define success then you're continuously redefining success so for example as you get as a team gets better throughout the season you're like oh maybe getting to the regional finals is not like the point of success it's actually winning it and then it's like continually just like pushing like the frame of success like oh totally yeah I, I yeah I think well and it's that idea of Success, right, breeds that desire for more success, right? Because, you know, I mean, the reality is if you told me August 19th that, you know, on October 19th, we'd be (laughs) playing in this regional final and we would have, you know, we'd have won 10 games at at that time, we were 10 and two, you know? And so if you had said, yeah, you you were going to win 10 out of your first 12 games and you were, you know, we're going to win nine games in a row when I had eight guys. Yeah. No way, right? I mean... (laughs) Success on August 19th was, well, hopefully we have enough guys to have a team and actually play some games. And you're right. I mean, like in the course of, okay, now we're playing well and we've added some good players and we're winning games and we're beating teams that they haven't beat before. And yeah, right. I think success sometimes, yeah, can be kind of that moving target, you know, and right. And, and yeah, and the more success you have, the more success. Yeah, right, right. And, and maybe, I mean, and so maybe that's where the journey piece comes in mm-hmm. because that destination can move, yeah. right? So you think, okay, here it is. It's this fixed spot. But then as you're getting there, you're realizing, it's, no, it, it could be something even even yeah. better, even bigger, even greater. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's like that destination gets even farther away at points, yeah. right? Yeah. You're, you're going, 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 and, and that the su- success destination Still moves and then reach. you have a, right, maybe as a setback. Yeah. So, so for me anyway, like the success, when I have a setback, that success doesn't then drop again, yeah, right? Like, I mean, as you're as you're moving forward, there. it's moving it's with you, but then you have that setback, yeah. and it's still out you here now, a right? To see what we we're kind of I know, right? Like I wish we had it, <laughs> yeah. right? To just, yeah, but it's right. I mean, it, it just as you get closer, right? It doesn't it doesn't come back with you when you have when you yeah. have a setback when you have some sort of failure. I don't know. For me, anyway, that success piece doesn't then suddenly become closer. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's farther out. For, for how we had discussed it, or the analogies that we had used when we discussed it on our own was like going up a mountain. That was like the, the analogy that we used where like when you get to the peak of the mountain, then like you see like the beautiful view, for example, and later on you remember the view. You don't remember like stumbling up the mountain and all that. Right, thing. right. But it seems like 
that can't really be applied to life because as you're going up the mountain, it's like the mountain just keeps getting like higher and higher because you just sure. well, like, right? Or or you reach one summit, yeah. and then you see the next yeah. mountain, yeah. right? Like and then it's summit. like, oh, okay, well, this is pretty cool, right? But done this, now yeah. it's time to try that, <laughs> yeah. right? You yeah. know, and I think that that whole idea of never being satisfied, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like okay. I recognize, hey, this was a great accomplishment, and this yeah. was, you know, this was success. Mm -hmm. yeah. But now there's the next mountain yeah. to climb. And even when you're willing to go down the mountain to go back up to the bigger mountain. Right, right, or right, or yeah, or I'd have to have to work your way yeah. around the mountain instead of being able to go straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of back and yeah. zigzagging yeah. back and forth or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, that journey can be, it can be pretty straightforward, and other times it can be I can't, long. I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Like, the journey does. When you have a journey, there's some setbacks that you like failures. Mm -hmm. How do you like view failure and how do you combat that like to try to get back on the right path? Well, I think I mean I think that's that's the first thing, right? You need to I mean everybody's going to experience failure, right? And yeah. you need to you need to recognize, hey, okay, I failed, but that doesn't mean that I'm done, you know. And mm -hmm. I think it's recognizing what it is trying to fix it okay. you know if you can or otherwise just moving on from it you yeah. know i mean sometimes sometimes you can correct it mm. other times it's like okay well that happened i can't necessarily fix it i just got to make sure that doesn't happen again mm. you know but i yeah. think it's the first thing is recognizing what happened yeah. and then fixing and or moving on from from that failure yeah. when it happens i think know? that's like with sports like i think sports has helped me a lot to deal with like whenever i fail in like life or in general because like in soccer if you lose a game you have to forget about it and move on to the next game you can't just dwell on it i disagree or i disagree to that okay point. so i think it's it's like the whole idea that like or like the quote that people like to use is like the definition of insanity have you heard that quote it's like oh right it's like the definition yeah. of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result so I think for soccer, like you can, you can analyze the game, but you have to take points from it because if you're just gonna do the same thing over again, you're probably gonna get the same like result. You're gonna lose over and over again. So I think there's like a balance. Like you don't you don't wanna like dwell just in the past, but you wanna take lessons I, from the past to like and apply them. I think that's I get what you mean. That's what I was kind of saying. Like okay. you, if you lose a game, you lose a game. You can't but be you get, stuck at that at that. Yeah, you can't bring that game into your like. You have to take the, some of the points from that game and bring it onto your next game, but. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you can't be thinking about, oh, we lost. Five yeah. weeks ago, we lost to this team. Yeah. And things what, like that. What's that going to do for what's you? What's that going to do for you in the, in the right. game, in the yeah. field? Like the, the other example I would give that you've kind of talked about is like the shorter term professional teams that have been in Rochester so far. And like how, I guess you're taking lessons from their failures and applying it to, to Med City right now. Well, yeah, right. And I think, I mean, a lot of that was in my opinion anyway, um, I mean, a lot of those things were, they tried to be too much too fast. Mm -hmm. And to do that takes, can take a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that maybe, maybe some of the, maybe some of the reason we've been able to stay around is the fact that I'm, I'm super conscious about the budget you know, I mean, I'm always looking for the the least expensive and yet still bet, you know, try to yeah. find that yeah. quality versus cost mm -hmm. and try to find the best, you know, the best deals, you know, whether it's 
travel or whether it's you know food or whether it's uniforms or yeah. whatever the case may be you know i think it doesn't make sense to get a team like this into a lot of debt real early because mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have a hard time recovering yeah you know and so i think and even i mean i think going back i mean even so just through my lifetime you know having to think of about the financial piece of a lot of things, a lot of, you know, whether it was, you know, from being a kid all the way up through, I mean, now, right? Yeah. I mean, trying to be as disciplined as you can financially on that personal side, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just naturally bled over into the team side. Yeah. And so, you know, recognizing, okay, if I have three or four choices, I'm going to check and see what those three or four choices cost mm-hmm. to try to find, you know, the best, least expensive option, yeah. you know, and it's not always the least expensive. That's the best, you know, I mean, that's the other thing is sometimes you have to spend the money. Yeah. And I think that's the other, the other piece of that is some like, you know, taking a bus versus taking vans, mm-hmm. you know, yes, the buses are a lot more expensive for our road trips, mm-hmm. But if it's going to be more comfortable for the team and we're going to perform better on those long trips because we're in a bus instead of a couple of vans driving to Fargo, for instance. Okay, it's going to cost me five times more to get us there. But that's one of the areas that, you know, if we want to win and we want to be successful, Mm -hmm. that's what it takes, you know, and. And yeah, okay, so we'll take vans up to the hour trips to the cities or over to Lacrosse, but yeah. the trips that it's I feel like it would really make a difference, we're gonna spend spend the money on those. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I think it's it's those kind of it's that balancing act. Yeah. And and I think so that's I think one of the areas where I've seen, you know, they tried to be too big too fast. Mm-hmm. And and some of it was not their in their own control. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like you can't necessarily control where your opponents are. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that's been nice about Med City FC, our conference is so many of our games are within an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of games that are a little bit longer, but you know, but I mean, compared to the PDL team that was here 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, they were traveling to Kansas City and St. Louis and Thunder wow. Bay, Canada and so, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, like they probably were spending, they, they, would, they had to, to fly to Colorado. I bet they're, I would imagine it probably cost as much for them to fly the team to Colorado and stay overnight and everything as probably my entire season budget for travel. You know, I mean, so that's the other thing you got to think about. But then, then again, right, those are the kind of things that when you're starting something like that, you got to take those things into consideration. Yeah. Right. I mean, how are you going to do it? cost effectively? And if you can't, then does it make sense to do it at all? So, um, I guess moving on, kind of getting into like some of the best advice you've received and some of the advice you give to people like uh, your kids or just people you talk to. I think, I mean, I think one of the things that, that has stuck with me and, and that I try to pass on is do something that you love do something you've got a passion for mm-hmm. because I mean there's lots of jobs you can do and there's lots of jobs you could do and you can make lots of money if that's what you want or you mm-hmm. can you know 
attain whatever levels of success you want. Mm-hmm. But if you're not if you're not doing it for something that you truly care about or that you're truly passionate about, then you're missing. I mean, you're kind of missing the point of the journey. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're making the journey, but it's not really the journey that you should be on, yeah. then then is there a destination that's that's ultimately gonna lead to success? Yeah. Or do you gotta find that path that 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 journey that's the, the right one, right? Where is your destination? Yep. I think find that and then you're naturally I mean, you know, even whatever level of success you reach, I mean, I think that that idea of satisfaction, right? If you're doing something you're passionate about even if you just reach your minimum level of success at it, you know, if it's your thing, then, you know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, end of your life, you're going to feel a lot more, you're going to feel a lot better about what you did with it mm-hmm. than, than if you just did something that you never really cared about. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and maybe you were, maybe you were comfortable with your life, but I don't know, comfort's overrated sometimes, you know, I mean... Honestly, I think there's time. I mean, if you're not pushing yourself, then what are you doing? Yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, those are the kind of things that I think people in my life have have been, you know, have talked to me about and I try to have passed on. I think, too, um, I think it's learning how to overcome perseverance or persevere, you know, overcome challenges, mm-hmm. overcome and being adversity. To yourself in those. Right. You know, and, and I think, you know, too many people things get a little tough and they fold, Mm -hmm. you know? And like we talked about earlier, right? I mean, everybody's going to experience failure. Yeah. It's how you, like we were talking about like IO, right? How, how do you recognize that failure? How do you fix it if need be? And, or how do you move past it? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of that is perseverance and, you know, I mean, I think, cause I think so many things in life, I mean, if they're worth having, they're worth they're worth putting the time and energy into to making it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I, That's good. Um, I think. So we usually do with this thing with all our we call it the closer. Uh, we ask the same questions to like all our interview guests. Okay. So just random questions that uh, we think are pretty interesting. Uh, so w- the first one is if you could have one meal, a meal with one person, who would it be? And it can be a person, one person now, and one person who may have passed. One person now. One person that's alive now, and okay. one person from throughout history. So I think a person now. I think I would love to sit down and have a meal with Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp. head co- <laughs> head coach Liverpool <laughs> FC, right? Former <laughs> Borussia Dortmund coach. I would, I would love to sit down. I mean, because he just seems like such a character, right? Yeah. And I just think. To have a to sit down for an hour, I would just love to like pick his brain from that, you know, from yeah. from the coaching side, from the soccer, you know. I mean, that being my passion, that being mm-hmm. kind of where my path has has taken me at this point, yeah. you know. I just, I think, you know, I, I I really respect what he's done, you know. I mean, there's plenty of good coaches. I mean, you know, Pep Guardiola, for instance, right? But mm-hmm. I look at like what Klopp has done, and and going to teams that maybe were not, I mean, weren't horrible teams, right? But they weren't necessarily great. Yeah, yeah. And for him to go into some good teams and make them great, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot more to say for that in a lot of respects than mm-hmm. 
you go to you go from Barcelona to Bayern Munich to Man City to right. I mean, yeah. and that certainly has the challenges of its own. Yeah. But but to me, I've always been a guy that likes to to start something and try to take it somewhere or go somewhere and try to take it from from good to great, right? And so it'd be fun to sit down with him and just talk about what how do you do it? How do you do it? Plus I think then there's the whole people management side, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I think that again, right? There's so that piece is so important. I mean, the, the relationships that you build whether it's with your soccer team or whether it's with your coworkers or whatever, I mean, there's something to be said for that. And so I feel like I feel like personally I feel like I, I I'm pretty good at that, but I think there's always ways to get better, mm -hmm. right? I think there's always, you know, always ways to find to build those better and stronger relationships with those people that that you're working with and that ultimately you care about, yeah. you know, because that when you're all working together for the same thing and you're getting to know those people and you're all, you know, sweat blood sweat, blood and tears is all toward the same thing, you can't help but but build those, you know, those deeper connections with them and, yeah. and care about what's happening to them year, years. I mean, whatever, right. Years after the, after the fact. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I guess I went off a tangent there a little bit, but yeah. So Jurgen Klopp, that's right. <laughs> as far as hmm, dead. Hmm. Gosh, that's a tough one. Oh, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I would be interested, I guess, if I could talk to somebody dead, I like Martin Luther King Jr., you know, and, oh. and I say that like, I just, so we went, we were down in, in uh, Memphis a couple of spring breaks ago, and we went to the, the Martin Luther King Jr., you know, the museum, the Lorraine Hotel, um, and just, again, I think the passion Right. I mean, you know, the cause and certainly a much greater cause than anything that I've ever, you know, mm -hmm. thrown myself yeah. into. Right. But I think just the passion, the wisdom, you know, I, a life cut short, you yeah. know, that it, I would love to just sit down with him and, you know, and yeah. and have that one on one conversation about, you know, what I mean, what really led him to where to where he was and even if in that instance like what would, what else you know what else would have gauged success right tying it back into the idea of success right so you were very successful if you had lived longer i mean where, you where was that where's that de right where's that destination or the next destination yeah. you know what you know because you know I, I think that he was he was one of those people that always had a feeling of okay yeah we accomplished this mm -hmm. But there was still so much more to accomplish, you know, yeah, yeah. and and even that mindset of, so how do you, you know, how do you move on from that? Yeah, and I think, and especially with all the adversity that that he faced with that. I mean, I think so. I think he would be a really, really interesting, you know, interesting historical figure to to sit down I like with. That one. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, because what he did was was amazing, and and to think about what he could have done. If you know, if his life hadn't been taken, you know, so, so early. Um, I guess the next one is, who is one of your biggest role models? One of my biggest role models. 
Oh, that's that's tough. I think um, from a, I guess from a like a working perspective, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could really name one. I mean, like I've had. I guess for me, it's been like you know, like we talked about earlier. I mean, I've had a lot of different jobs. I've you know, I've done a lot of different things, and I think for me, it's the managers, you know, the bosses that I've had, you know, and the good ones Mm -hmm. and, you know, and trying to pick up on and remember what made them good bosses and the ones that weren't good. (laughs) Why? Right. And, and trying to use that. So I guess they've all kind of been role models for better or worse in terms of, I've always looked at them as like, okay, here's what I admired about this one. Mm -hmm. Here's what I despised about this one. Right. And, and what are those things that I admired? And how can I be like that when I'm in those leadership roles, right? And what are the things that that didn't work for me or that I I hated? Mm -hmm. And how do I avoid those things? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think so. I think from a professional standpoint, it's I don't know if I can say, hey, this one this one man or woman was it. But but there's been men and women throughout all of these different jobs I've done that I admired or or didn't admire for various reasons, the way they led the people around them, yeah. I think. So um, I think from the personal standpoint, I think, you know, it goes back to as a kid, I think, you know, I mean, my mom, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. seeing under the circumstances of our lives and seeing how that affected her and all of the things that she gave up mm-hmm. for the sake of me and my brother, I think that, you know, I mean, that I have a lot of admiration for for her for for what she did for us, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that she was dealing with, you know, dealing with what she was dealing with, yeah. you know? Um, so I think, yeah, I think from a personal perspective of that, I mean, that, that whole idea of perseverance, that whole idea of, you know, doing the best you can, not just for yourself, but for those around you too. Mm-hmm. The last one is, uh, so some of your biggest accomplishments, failures, and regrets. Ooh. Accomplishments. Um, I don't know. I've done a lot of things. So I think, you know, I mean, I've, I've had a couple of books that I've put together that are, that are published. I, you know, I've written a lot of articles that have been in magazines. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think obviously from the coaching side, I mean, some of the great seasons that, that I've had with some of the teams and, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly not every team I've coached has been super great. Right. Yeah, I've had a, yeah. plenty of teams yeah. that, you know, won five out of 14 games, <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, I think some of the, the coaching successes I think would be up there. I think, um, yeah, I, I think those would be probably some of the, some of the biggest ones. I think as far as regrets, um, you know, I think probably one of my biggest regrets was when I was in college, I went and I studied over in England for a semester, um, played on the college team over their soccer team over there, played with a couple guys that were, you know, I mean, they had some connections to some of the, you know, lower level pro teams and they kept saying, oh, we should, you know, we'll get you, a, we can get you a tryout up there. You know, we can get you a tryout. And I didn't really ever at the time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I didn't really think much of it, but like. In hindsight, you know, and it's not even about whether I would have made it or not, but it's those, you know, it's those things, right. It's the yeah. fact that I, I didn't take it seriously enough yeah. to at least try it, yeah. you know, and I think, 
So I think those are the biggest regrets that, that I look back on my life. It's those times when I had an opportunity that I didn't take, you know, like, uh, like I said, I minored in theater in, in college. Um, I did some theater stuff in college, just out of college. I had a chance to do some, you know, professional theater stuff at one point. Shortly out of college, um, didn't. Again, it's like, well, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, I, I should have just given yeah, it a shot, you know? And, because you only have so much time. Exactly, and right? And you just got to decide, well, you know, and that just didn't feel, you know, again, talking about our journey, right? Yeah. And that just didn't feel like my path at the time mm -hmm. but looking back you know some of the reasons i didn't weren't necessarily good reasons you know i mean again one of it goes back to the idea of okay well success isn't always about money mm -hmm. and yeah. for me i found a lot of times like when i've looked at money as being the the success thing mm -hmm. that's when i have found myself like Regret. maybe right regretting or not Realizing, hey, this isn't not, it, right? Not it wasn't. It's not worth a couple thousand extra dollars to, to not be happy over, you know, being somewhere where maybe I'm gonna make a little bit of less, you know, yeah. a little bit less. But my satisfaction, my my feelings of success are gonna be potentially a lot greater, you know. And so, I think those are, I think those are some of the biggest, you know, biggest failures I've had, or that have felt like I didn't, you know, didn't take advantage of opportunities that. They presented themselves, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I think a lot of times, you know, for me, it's, it's funny because a lot of the things that a lot of the opportunities that come along for me haven't always been opportunities that I've necessarily pursued, mm -hmm. you know, or not really strongly pursued them. kind of like, you know, it just kind of shows up and mm -hmm. then it's okay. What am I going to do about that? And, you know, but I think, I don't know. I think sometimes those opportunities show up for a reason and. Yeah. You know, if you don't take them when they're there, that's when I think the regrets can set in. So, is there a distinction you make between regrets and failures? I don't know. I I think so many. I mean, that the idea of regrets is failing to to take an opportunity. I mean, so that failure to take the opportunity and the regrets, I think, you know, so I think there's definitely, for me anyway, I think there's a connection there. Yeah. You, know? you, could also, you could also make the argument, I guess, if I want to play devil's advocate, that your regret at not having taken the decision will lead you into taking more opportunities more seriously or like being more willing to jump into the Sure, sure, in the right, so like right. But right, then it goes back to that idea of what did you learn, yeah. right? That, you know, every, Every time you you meet that failure, every time you, you feel that sense of regret, well, right, why? And yep. what do I do? Next you know, time what do I, right, how is that going to affect the decisions I make in the future? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think for me anyway, I think a lot of those failures have been, you know, regrets about failing to, to try things that, that I could have maybe done, yep. you know, and, and I just didn't. But, um, but yeah, I think. I think that's probably you know the biggest failures I've had are the ones that I didn't didn't grab those opportunities because like you say I mean life's short right you only get so many chances and yeah. every chance you you turn down is you know one yeah, less you know one that's in the rearview mirror yeah. then and you know and you just never know what, what you know and I think the it, it's the regret of well you know how might life have been different mm -hmm. you know it's like every every decision like that. Yeah. 
you know, could potentially has, have a big effect on your health. Exactly, yeah. right? And and sometimes even an effect that you never, Would've, you'll never know. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, so what if I'd tried out for a team in England? What if I'd made it? What if I lived over there for a handful of years? Whatever, right? I mean, life would be completely different, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) But, you know, but it is like, it's like even just, I mean, would I be here? Yeah, you couldn't. Right? I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You can't know really what really would have happened unless you... Did it. Exactly right. Yeah, so it's like, a time machine to go back and right, right, right. Exactly right. But the reality is, there's so many. I mean, yeah, you you regret those decisions, but but at the same time, if I had done things differently, right, then who knows where yeah. life would take you? You know, I mean, like if I stay there, then I didn't. I wouldn't have met my wife, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't have had my kids. Yep wouldn't be here wouldn't have you know? Med-City right yeah. right you know I what mean what are you going to do without Med-City right. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy even to think at that point it's like if you had done something else how would it affect everybody else well that's it too that's right it. I mean think about that's all the guys that have played for Med-City the yeah. last three years mm-hmm. right and where some of them have gone on to go and the experiences that those guys have all had yeah. and some of the connections that those guys made to go on playing college and right different well exactly right find different schools yeah. and you know and I think about I mean that's that's one of the great things I think about soccer in general is yeah. I love being able to bring people together from like literally all over the world and yeah. all different backgrounds. Yeah. And like, that's what I like to say is like, I mean, yeah. like who knows where those connections are going to lead, whether it's soccer or something else, mm-hmm. you know I mean? The, the people that you play soccer with, the mm-hmm. people that you are that in, invested in something with and the relationships that you build, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, where yeah. that can lead five years from now. Exactly. Yeah. Right, I mean, and that's I love those connections because you're just opening up so many possibilities for everybody that's involved. And yeah, I mean, you're right. So if I if this team didn't exist, then so many other people how would that have changed the yeah. lives of I mean, like setting the opportunity for other like for exactly. the other, yeah. right, right, yeah. yeah, that yeah, that's that kind of that whole like trickle down effect, or exactly. whatever, right? If yeah. or if I had just said no, I'm not doing this. I mean, then what? Yeah. Then what? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you don't. You, you, it's well, right. I mean, it's true, right? And like you know, like I was saying before, I mean, we know we're gonna have a team in twenty twenty, but then you know, who knows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, it's just it's doing the best you can with what you have for as long as you can do it. Exactly. So, um. So basically, that's the end of the podcast. But mm-hmm. we kind of let our guests like point our listeners to anything that you want to like. Any websites, social. any websites, social, <laughs> anything like you want to plug, just plug Med City. Tell them yeah. to come check us out. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I think, um, yeah. So, like I say, Med City is going to have Med City FC is going to have their fourth season. Um, we have our annual, like the National Premier Soccer League has an annual meeting, so that's going to be in Nashville here in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and then we should probably have our schedule. I'm hopeful that we'll have at least our league, like our conference schedule, set. Uh, probably before the end of the year. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, people should hop on the website, medcityfc.com, and uh, check out what we've got going on. Uh, tryouts will be early February as we look to, you know, continue to try to build a better team yeah. and, you know, keep things competitive. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's it. You know, check us out and see what we got going on. Sounds I think good. It's, I feel like it's going to be another good year. I think we've got a lot of good things in place and we got a lot of good players already here, you know? I mean, so if we can 
if we can keep the core of the team and we can add add some strength and depth, you know, both on the field and off the field, you know, I think that's that's such a huge part of it for me anyway, I think is, you know, making sure we get the right the right guys mm-hmm. involved, that they understand it's not just about the soccer, it's about, you know, becoming part of the community, whether you're here. Yeah. I mean, you know, like in Io's case, right, he lives here, yeah. right? He's already established. But, you know, but I think whether it's it's a situation like, like you or like Tiernan or some of the guys that yep. are from here that already kind of have a good understanding of the community and what it's about, yeah. or you're somebody that's coming for the next, you know, 10, 12 weeks mm-hmm. that's got to catch up. But, you know, we, we got to have guys that understand what? what we're about and what the community is about and what we're trying to do in the community, mm-hmm. you know, not just from the soccer perspective, but, mm-hmm. you know, all the work we do in the community, you know, the volunteer stuff that we yeah. have the guys do and just the connections we're trying to make, you know, I mean, it's about, it's about giving guys opportunities to play. But for me, it's also about giving the kids here a chance to see some really good soccer right here. You know, that was one of the things too, I think going back to an earlier question about, you know, why, why I got the team started or ultimately decided to get it going was Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, I wanted the kids here to have something they could look to as, Mm -hmm okay, maybe I'm never going to be able to be good enough to play for Minnesota United, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean I can't play some, some pretty darn good soccer mm-hmm. with and against some, some really good players right here, yeah. you know, potentially in my, in my hometown, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, I think that's, you know, for Io, Tiernan, for some of the guys that have been local guys that have been on the team, I think, you know, hopefully it's given you guys a chance, like you say, right, to get to know some people that, otherwise you wouldn't ever have gotten to know right and and a chance to maybe play at a level that maybe wouldn't have been as easy for you you know you would have had to do it would have been harder you know i mean to to go to some other community and and do it versus to get to be here you know and have family and have friends that are here and supporting you and you know and and on your on your team that that are here and not a thousand two three thousand miles away yeah, i think matt say played like a huge role for me especially just like i think it was after my freshman year just like i knew i needed to work on my game a little bit more and like just bringing some of the best players from like different uh divisions in ncaa but also like just different good players that i got to play with helped me develop to get ready for my college season i think that was a big helpful thing for me i was happy i was able to play and I, and I think you bring up a good point, Io. I think there's a lot of there's t- there's so many players, right? Yeah. But there's only I mean there's very limited opportunities mm-hmm. to play. You know whether it's the NPSL or whether it's you know USL two or UPSL or there's not a lot of teams that are trying to play at those higher levels. Yeah. And it's you know and I do think especially for those of you guys that have been in college and been able to go back, right? We talked a little bit about, I mean, we've been able to get three or four players, you know, that are now playing NCAA Division One soccer that weren't, yeah. you know, when they came yeah. here. And, you know, and obviously it's not all about the 10 or 12 weeks or, you know, season or two they spend here. But, you know, I feel like those as examples and, and looking in the next fall and seeing how many of the players that were here in the summer then – go to their schools in the fall and they're all conference and they're, you know, players of the week. And they're, yeah. you know, they're, you can see that the fact that they played play. at a higher level than probably in some respects, a lot of their teammates yeah. who, you know, maybe just played in their local league for the summer or maybe mm-hmm. didn't play at all or just pick up or whatever, yeah. 
I mean, I think there's a real value to those college players to get that that training in the summer that mm-hmm. you know that I think a lot of players, a lot of college guys aren't aren't getting, and yeah. and quite honestly, that weren't wasn't even really an option like yeah. when I was in college. I mean, I would love to have had a chance to play on a team like this, you know. Mm-hmm. But the reality was, when I was in college, there were probably there weren't more than maybe two or three dozen teams at this level. I mean, in the entire country, yeah. you know. So your chances of making it were slim yeah. because there just weren't that many there weren't that many opportunities. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of good players that, and there's still a lot of good players that don't get these opportunities. But mm-hmm. you know, but I think there's a lot more lot more chances now for players than than there were 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Sweet, sweet. Uh, thanks again for taking the time to yeah. speak with us. No, I, this I is fun, guys. It's, I think it's a great, I mean, I think it's a great idea to, to put something like this together. And Appreciate I'd it. love to hear, you know, I can't wait to hear like down the road yeah, when you've had, you know, yeah. whatever, eight, 10, 12 yeah. plus interviews, yeah. you know, and then to get to kind of see or hear, right? Like Hopefully different. <laughs> what, you know, but, but yeah. I mean, even just what, you know, what all these conversations, you know, what kind of conclusions or what yeah. kind of thoughts and ideas is kind of, right, yeah. leads, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what can you put together from if all this? Sort of right, if there's some yeah. themes that, yeah. that you're picking up on that, uh, that then you guys can kind of put together and share, and it'd be cool to hear. Yeah, and to hear what other people have to say. Yeah. You know, because like you say, I think it's, success is such a, yeah, exactly. Abstract thing that yeah. it's hard to hard to get get around it, you know. Yeah. But. Awesome. Cool. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys later. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>